Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Podcast post by week edition. Uh, no Patriots action on Sunday, but I guess once again, they, they do find a way to have things go their way a little bit. Well, I would ask, was it a good Sunday or a bad Sunday? Because I, I hear people sort of... Um, relishing in the the Bucks beating the Bills and Tom Brady and all that but I would say first in that game the Bills didn't bend over like they I was very surprised by that I, I do well I, I tweeted like in the first half at the end at the end of the half that the that the whatever the the Bills I mean the Patriots and Brady like broke the Bills which was the case in the first half but then I give I give the Bills a lot of credit for coming back and fighting because like the way that last week went, the first half went, things could have really unraveled quickly, and they they fought back to their credit. Long term, I think they could have salvaged something there in that second, even though it comes up short. They didn't get the win, and they're still probably kind of in trouble in terms of the, the playoff picture and all that. Kind uh, of. What's that? Their schedule is so easy. No, I know, but who knows what's going to happen. Like, sure. There's a lot going on. But the, the bigger thing that I think people kind of are – the, everybody's excited. Oh, the Patriots stay in the number one seed and they're increased their lead in the AFC East. And the chiefs are back <laughs> or look like they might be back. Like well, we told you that like a month ago. No, I know, but now it was, and I was talking to uh, my pals on uh, WJAB in Maine this morning about this. I wonder now if this defensive thing, you know, with Chris Jones moving inside and the defense playing better for Kansas city, if that somehow, 
took some of the pressure off Mahomes and those guys. And they now are like, wait, we got a defense. We don't need to score every time we go down the field. And by conjunction, that kind of allowed them to score every time they went down the field. And if, if it, because we, for years, I know at Patriots.com, we always talked about Brady Manning era, like early on, Manning had the pressure of no defense. I like, I got to score every time I have the ball. If I punt, we lose. And I think Mahomes was feeling some of that pressure to some degree. Now he has a defense and oh my God, he's scoring a lot of points again. I just, the, the chiefs get, we've talked about it. Like they're the Patriots until they don't go to the AFC title game until they don't compete for a super bowl. You assume they're going to, but now they look more like a team suited to do just that. And um, that's, I wouldn't, I would say that's a, a bit of an L for the Patriots this weekend that the chiefs look really good. Yeah, I, I would say so. And then the Titans, I know they played the Jaguars, but they took care of business. And there, there is the report that uh, Derrick Henry's team's likely to return for the playoffs, maybe sooner than that. That's like we talked about. The Titans are, are the team you want, you fear if they're healthy. So I guess those two teams, you know, joining you at the top of the conference is not as good. But I think in terms of the division, you can now clinch a division against Buffalo in two weeks, which is something that, I don't think anybody saw happen. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's that's great. But we knew that was going to be a must-win game for the Bills. Like, the second they lost, the second they caved um, and couldn't keep up with the Patriots in the in the weather. So, yeah, I just I, – I've started to think more big picture. To me, you, you've reached the point where it's all big picture for the Patriots. Um, and the two teams that I think everybody started the year thinking were better than you or – tougher than you or whatever um, now may have kind of reascended to that spot, even though you're technically for now on top of the conference. The other one to throw in would be the Ravens and whatever kind of their situation is with Lamar with the ankle injury. Um, the same thing, I guess, with Josh Allen, something we should keep an eye on is his health um, in a walking boot after the game. He actually, by the way, played that game the way I think he needed to play the Patriots game aggressively running and being more active with his feet. Oh, is that him or is that a Dable thing? I don't know if it's Dable, then it's now I'm now I'm down on him because if you do that against the Patriots, maybe you win that game. And maybe if you win that game, you go into this game with a different confidence level and who knows, maybe your whole season changes. Um, but yeah, yeah I kind of wondered like, why didn't they like Josh Allen ran a little bit against the Patriots, but nothing to the extent of it was yesterday. And nope. And, and I don't understand it. So if there was ever a game that called for that, I feel like it was the Patriots game not necessarily yesterday. Yesterday, you thought you might need to get into a shootout, throw the ball, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's whether by design, not by design, we how it works. You can't do that every week, by the way. Oh, no, 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 no. But, like, I would argue the Patriots game was the game to do that. Yeah. Then the next week, okay, we're in Florida. We're against a high-powered team with a bad secondary. Today's not a day where I want you erring on the side of running. Today's on a day I want you erring on the side of throwing the ball down the field. Let's make some plays in the passing game. Um Cause I do think that's if you're going to have that weapon in your pocket, a big athletic quarterback who can run, we'll use it every once in a while, but be, be cautious with it. And the, the game in bad weather in Buffalo against the Patriots for the division, like that's, that was the game to do it. And they didn't. Um, but more importantly, the health thing with Lamar Jackson, hurt Josh Allen banged up and or hurt, whatever his situation right. is. But then the flip side, as you mentioned, Titans starting to get healthy you know, in the Patriots, I think if we're going to talk about health from a Patriots perspective in the bye, kind of an unknown. I mean, I think you're 
you think you're going to get Duggar back from COVID. I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't. Um, and then you have Phillips and Damian Harris. Phillips, I would say things are, I don't want to say okay and fine, but there's been no, I would say no news with, no news is good news with Phillips. And then he had that tweet after the game. Yep. Like, so I think he's okay. Harris, hamstrings, you never really know. I mean, I, I think it's something that they're going to have to monitor the rest of the season with him. Well, yeah, and it's something that oh, could yeah, pop up at any up. time. Right. He's good to go. And then in the second quarter, he makes one cut, and he's limping back to the blue tent. Like, I mean, that's – that's, and I don't think you – you don't want to go down the stretch with – as much as I like Stevenson, I don't think you want to go down the stretch just saying he has to be – You don't want to go down the stretch with Stevenson, Bolden, and J.J. Taylor, that's for sure. No, I do not. You're you're 100% right. As much as I like – as much as I praise Bolden for what he's done, as much as I like and, and think the future is bright with Stevenson, that would not be ideal. Oh, you and, can have Brandon Bolden going from the number five running back to start the season to number two in the most important games. Well, you never know. You never know. I mean, he's a little bit like Mac Jones. He's kind of answered the call all year long, Brandon Bolden, as a veteran, like not diminishing returns when you've called on him. He's mm-hmm. done what you needed to do. I know people like to use him as part of the Josh McDaniels criticisms and, and when he chooses to use him and how he chooses to use him. But I think he's been pretty good. But um, yeah, I, I would say on totality um, with Bill Belichick walking the dog on Nantucket and yep. those, uh, Mac Jones, I guess, having a staycation at a hotel. Yeah, it Boston. seemed pretty re- relaxing. That's, yep. what, that's what his girlfriend said. So um, and then you sit back and you watch the Bills lose. All in all, a good weekend. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't know how it really, because they, because they were going to be in first place no matter what happened. So, like, what would have been a bad weekend? I think the Bills winning in like decisive fashion, and you're like, oh, we didn't crush their soul at all. Like, okay, they like they're back. Um, yeah, I mean, not. A, I mean, you're you're bunched up. The Titans won. The Chiefs won. I mean, if it had been a perfect weekend, I think the Chiefs drop one to the Raiders, and you go, oh yeah, no, they stink and right. whatever maybe Mahomes is the guy in a walking boot after a game mm. that would have been nice but you can't have everything uh what was I gonna say off topic a little bit Josh McDaniels people have been mentioning him with like head coaching jobs already mm. Mm. what do you make of it because I have a little bit of a take um well first of all I mentioned him with the Urban Meyer story over the weekend because to me that's a good landing spot for him with a quarterback mm. uh, I saw somebody mention Minnesota and I'm like why would he want to go to Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, like even if he likes Kirk Cousins, right. it's not your long-term quarterback. No, no. So the the Justin Fields one in Chicago, I think makes some sense. Um, him being an Ohio guy, Josh McDaniels, yep. Chicago having a quarterback. Now, I don't know if he likes him or doesn't like him. That's a that's the, the big question, but yeah, yeah. And I go back to pre-draft when I know Jim Nagy, and I think both Nagy and Lombardi kind of poo-pooed Fields as making sense for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't make sense for the Patriots, I would assume he doesn't make sense for Josh. Um, so, and and I haven't followed this. There, are there any? There's no college jobs still open, right? Like high-profile ones. Most of those are are filling. No, they've, been, they've been filled. Yeah, because we had talked about that. Like, would he ever consider that life going in that direction, like Billy O'Brien did, Charlie mm-hmm. Weiss, like other guys went down that road? Um, but I do think I'm not a believer. Well, I got a lot of, why would he leave new England? Why would he go to Jacksonville? Well, he would leave new England because he wants to be a head coach again. And has said it many, many, many times. And he would go to Jacksonville because he thinks he can win there. 
and they have the best quarterback coming out of the draft that everybody said was a generational talent that mm -hmm. he thinks he can win with. Like, that's why he would go there. But what's what your take? What about staying? And also, like, from a Patriots perspective, when do you push more harder than ever before to keep him? Like, two offensive coordinators in two years for Mac Jones, doesn't that stunt his growth, hurt his development? Well, they're not going to change the system. So, yes, I think it's, it's not ideal, but it's not to the degree of other places because there's no chance in hell Bill's changing the system. Bill could be the offensive coordinator next year. Well, like, okay. But, like, I'm just saying there's no, like, in-house guy that you could say, oh, he's ready to step up and things wouldn't miss a beat. Like, there's not that guy. And, obviously, Big Daniels is one of the best offensive coordinators in football. And so from him, him too, like when he want to ask himself, like what if he believes that Mac Jones is, is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, then wouldn't it make sense to stay? Well, but he wants to be a head coach unless. But that opportunity is going to come. That's going to come. But In when, time. but when he's still, he's still relatively young. And that's what I always come back to. Yes. But in the NFL, in football, in general, I think you have to strike while the iron's hot, especially a guy like him who has a couple black marks against him for the Denver experience, for the Indy experience. And like the, the example I would use, I'm not saying everything we talk about or hear is, is real, but Brian Dable was considered arguably the best candidate a year ago, didn't get and or take a job. And last week after he lost to the Patriots, I heard people wondering if they should fire Brian Dable in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Like that's, or, or let's use another example, Joe Brady. Coaches Joe Burrow is one of the hottest offensive names in the sport, goes to Carolina, is fine. A year later, has Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. Well, Sam Newton, uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Newton. Newton. Yes. Uh, as his quarterbacks and is out of a job, is canned. Like, things change. What is it? Well, you know, the world, life comes at you fast sometimes in, in coaching and football and hot. So, unless Josh isn't as – um hopeful or or wanting of a, a head coaching job another opportunity I would say if you see one that you like and Trevor Lawrence I know Urban Meyer maybe stays there maybe he gets through yeah. all these scandals and, and actually stays in and maybe that job never opens up because I think that's another possibility like there may not be many jobs open I don't think there's going to be many jobs this year so, um Chicago I think is one of them but there's you know Joe Judge was one for a while I don't know where that like there's a few might not be a ton of jobs. So I wouldn't just take one to take one, but I also wouldn't just stay and say, I'll always have the opportunity. I, I don't, I don't know that that is true. And then I think it is with him though. He's, he's been, he's not like those other two that you mentioned because he's done it for so many years. It's not like he just had one or two good years. He's had a lot. Yeah, he has. And, and I don't, I think there would probably always be opportunities for him to some degree, regardless of how hot he is, if he's on everybody's right. list or only a couple lists, whatever, it only takes one. It only takes the right opportunity. Um, and some people might be kicking themselves that previously wanted him, the Giants, the Panthers, like maybe they would be candidates again the second time around if Joe Judge and Matt Rule are fired. Maybe Josh would swing back around as a candidate for them. Um, the other flip side of that, though, is too, I just wonder at what point, I don't know what he's making, but I, I'm sure it's good money. Mm -hmm. um, at what point does Robert, if Bill comes to him and say, like, I'd like to keep Josh around. Why don't we bump him again, you know, to, you know, make it worth his while. At some point does Robert say, how much am I bumping him? Like, why? I already pay you a crap load. Right. Why do I keep playing? Like, I don't need two head coaches. Like, no. Correct. 
I just spent $250 million last off season. Like at some point, does the money dry up from Robert's perspective? That no, that's a, that's a legitimate point. Cause you're right. Like Robert's not going to say, why am I paying two head coaches? Right. Most teams only have, have one. I'm already making you the most expensive one in the league. Right. So I, I think that could be now, but that happens. Like look at these college programs, like Clemson for years was paying that, you know, Venables guy, the strength, like they up the ante. Now I'm not saying it's the same mm-hmm. college, you know, college is not quite the business. Like Robert has a bottom line. Like he's going to invest 200 million in his stadium because he expects to make 400 million off of it. Right. I don't think he's in, in the business of just like giving money away, like boosters are at college programs and kind of, you know, paying the freight that way. So at some point I would think he looks at his coaching staff and says, wait, you're making 20 has been thrown out there for Bill. Yeah. Let's just you're making 20, which is way more than, you know, most coaches in the NFL. And you want me to pay him eight or you want me to pay him 10, which is what most people are paying their head coach. I'm spending 30 for two. Ga- like, yeah, I just think that at some point the money might be an issue. Anything else on Josh? Uh, I feel like I'm being set up. What do you mean? No, no, no. I want to move on to another minor topic. No, uh, I like Josh. I think Josh is, I want to see him get an opportunity. Um, I still think, I know some people are really down on Trevor Lawrence, his performance and his throws and turnovers. I still think Trevor Lawrence is, is a, at the very least a good NFL quarterback. Maybe not great. Maybe not as good as people expected he was going to be. Yeah, it's hard. Look, he has no, he doesn't have much talent there. It's one year. Like, it's, you and, can't and whatever's going on is going on. It's, it's negative. Right. Like, I don't know if it's, you know, I know Urban Meyer pushed back that he called his assistants losers and blah, blah, blah. I don't know exactly what's going on or whether he's fighting with Marvin Jones or not, but it's not, it's not um, good. The, the atmosphere there, even the, the minor stuff, like, was it James Robinson? Like, why is he playing? I don't know why he's playing. Ask the running backs coach. Yeah, I agree. That's not a great idea. Well, you're the head coach. Comes out this past week saying you should play. And then he played like five, got five carries yesterday. Right. You basically have the head coach, offensive coaches, even Trevor Lawrence saying like, yeah, I feel like he should be out there with me. Like I want the best, like it's a crap show down there in, in Jacksonville. So the fact that the quarterback, it's the opposite of new England, probably, you know, the argument Mac landed in the perfect spot. Yeah. Trevor the worst. He may have landed in the worst spot for him, the way it's playing out with urban Meyer and that clown show of an organization right now. Okay. Uh, this week, people are freaking out already. That the Patriots are underdogs, one and a half point underdogs against the Colts. Like, can we relax? Like, they're playing on the road against a good football team. You're not getting disrespected. Like, it's one and a half points. Relax. Yeah, they're on the road against a team with what? One and two games behind you in the standings or whatever. Yeah, like, and they've not- won, what is it? It's like six of their last eight games with the best running back in football. Like, it's right. So- I mean, even um, who was it? Was it the baby Devon Godchow that said um, they're kind of like us? Or no, yeah. it was Mac. I think it was yeah. Mac who said they're kind of like us. They didn't get off to the start they wanted, but they're playing good football now. And that's true. Like they've, and probably with a similar mentality of running the football and, and playing defense and being physical. So yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get all hot and bothered because you're in a primetime game on the road with another team coming off a bye. Oh, by the way, a real buy. They got all their days. You didn't get your days. You had to play no, Monday. No, no, no. They're minus one day because they're playing on Saturday. Yeah, minus one day for them. But you got screwed minus two days. Even Bill noted that. Well, well who was it last week? Oh, on the post-game show, after the game last Monday night, they're going to go to the league for this, what the league has to say. Yeah, what's the league going to have to say? Yeah, that's the way we set the schedule. Go effing play and shut your mouth. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
speaking of Bill, I did think, um, so he spoke on our morning show today, Greg Hill show, um, as he does every week, you know, fresh off his bi-week walking of swoosh dog on Nantucket and nice selfies with Linda and everything that's all over Instagram. Um, he was in a good mood, certainly coming off the bye, but he, um, certainly the, uh, love fest with Cliff Kingsbury has me intrigued, like Cliff Kingsbury, you know, Hey, Sean McVay, you think you can suck up to Bill? Hold my beer. I'll start mid season and say they should name the award after him. Um, and I like how Bill just throws a, he, he should be the coach of the year or whatever. You like, think he oh, meant that? No, I don't. I kind of don't think so either. But like, I was thinking, because I blogged it with like that headline, he could have just said like, Cliff's doing a nice, great job down there. Like, he didn't need to go in all in and say that. Uh, yeah, but I, I think that's what he, um, that was his version of the Wednesday, uh, you know, the Jaguars can score from anywhere on the field. They're an explosive. I mean, I don't know how many good young quarterbacks are better than Trevor Lawrence. Like, that yeah. kind of thing. He gets yeah. into the Lou, Lou Holtz mode. But what did he say? Like, I appreciate Cliff throwing that bouquet and I'll throw it right, oh, right back. back. Yeah. <laughs> no, my guess is, my guess is he's like, yeah, never really thought he'd be an NFL head coach with 10 wins at this point in his career or something. Like, right. damn this thing. Guy got fired in college and now he's supposed thinks he's the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. I think he was saying what he thinks he should say in playing the game. Could be true. Probably is true. I, I didn't. 10 and 2 is 10 and 2 like and 10 and 2 through injuries 10 and 2 like right not just like everything's oh, yeah. all their way yeah in fact opposite they've dealt with some adversity they dealt with injuries to some of their best players and have still continued to win and they have a uh, a tough game tonight obviously <laughs> monday night football i don't know if we're supposed to say tonight i don't know when you're listening to this podcast maybe it's already over and maybe the cardinals fell on their face by the time you listen to yeah, this. yeah then you're saying what the hell are these guys talking about but big nfc west game between the cardinals and the rams another team that's kind of fallen on their face at times mm-hmm. this year when they've had the opportunity to be good but also have an eight and four record um so i want to get to my column before we wrap this up oh here. yeah yeah not intended to be an overly long bye weekend uh, wrap-up podcast for the patriots who didn't play um So I did TV last week with Michael Hurley of CBS WBZ. And he has brought up the idea that the he thinks Patriots could benefit from losing a game in the next month over the final four, losing a game. He had never heard of Michael Gee and the Boston Herald who brought this up in the 07 season. He said immediately though, when he tweeted it, people were like, Oh, the old Michael Gee theory coming up again. And he was like, who the bleep is Michael Gee? Um, I personally, and it's funny because I used my um, my son, who I consider a Patriots super fan, as my focus group, and I set him up like an MFer. Um, <laughs> I said, "Hey, do you think the Patriots are good enough to win 14 games in a row?" And he laughed. He goes, "No." And I go, "Oh, so you want them to lose a game over the next couple of weeks, huh?" He goes, "No, why?" I go, "Well, if they run the regular season table and you want them to win the Super Bowl, right? You think they have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think they have a chance to win the Super Bowl." Well, if they run the regular season table, then they'd have to win 14 in a row to win the Super Bowl. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, and it just turned into a circular conversation because he didn't know how to answer the questions. And I think that's how Patriots fans probably feel. Now, I will say they don't need to lose a game. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think this is 07 where the pressure of the perfect season was building. Right. And then Bruski and those guys admitted later, yeah, like it was the pressure was really intense. Like it, it started to affect us adversely. This is different. I also think it's different in that if you lose a game, now you could be the two seed or the three seed or whatever. Now you're, but the weird thing here is 
as I write it, oh, you don't want to go to Tennessee or Kansas City. Well, you are undefeated at home. I mean, on the road. On the road. You're, you're, you're actually not a very good home team based on your record at home. Um, so there's a lot of kind of details that muddy the water. But let me ask you the simple question. I think I know the answer because you've been kind of negative of late. Um, do you think the Patriots are capable of winning 14 straight games and winning the Super Bowl? Uh, no. But provided the right opponents, yeah, I think they, that they could. But-, yeah, but some of those opponents are going to be Chiefs and or Titans, right? Like, yeah, they would have to get extremely lucky for that not to happen. I, yeah, could they? Yes, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they did if, or could. But I don't. I just I don't see it. I see a team like the Titans or the Chiefs being superior to them right now. I do too, and it's also, it's like a um, and this is terrible. This is like a unscientific big picture thing I just don't envision them with a rookie quarterback as the way they're built being capable of doing something that's basically never been done well the the rookie QB part never like never been done before but also just the the 2004 three team won 15 in a row to win the Super Bowl and then that's when they they won the next year the first six they had their 21 game winning streak longest in NFL like is this team as good as that team am I going to put it in that category like so in my big picture, just what like what I asked my son, just without the details, without saying, oh, you play the Bills or the Colts, or you might have to play the Titans or the Chiefs. Do you look at this team as being worthy of winning 14 straight games to win the Super Bowl? And I just say, no, I don't really see that. That said, I don't think they sh- can afford to lose. And I, I certainly don't think Bill is like, yeah, we could probably use a loss to uh, you know, kick us in the nuts, refocus us, motivate us. Yeah, I don't, think that's, I, mean, I don't think that's been an issue either. Uh, I don't either, but you never know. I, I don't know exactly how guys are feeling. I will. I we know they've nailed the two and four mentality, or you know, go one and zero oh every week, as Damian Harris put it. Since he said that, they've gone seven and you know, you know, or seven times gone one and zero. Oh. Fourteen times can they go one and zero, oh, depending on who the competition is? So I think most people would would get first of all get super defensive and i've already seen some of that on twitter yeah i fell for it i feel more stupid for having clicked on this headline and blah blah yeah and that's fine i i I understand it's it's a talk radio thing a a stupid thing i also think if you got most people honest in patriot nation they would say no i don't feel great about them winning 14 games in a row to win the super bowl no here's the one thing i would like to have happen though is them face some adversity in a game trail by 10 points in the second half. Like, Oh, don't tell Fitzy that. Why? Cause he thinks that's stupid and like, whatever. I like, I, I don't know. He, he so, thinks- so, you, so he's comfortable with the first time Mac Jones trails in the second half of a game, being in the AFC title game and say, go get him kid. No, he thinks Mac has proven everything he needs to prove. He came back against the Texans. He did this. like Oh, the Texans? Yeah, he counts that. I laughed at him. <laughs> Absolutely laughed at him. And he's like, well, why do you need to see it? Because I And I used the example, and it stunned both uh, Fitzy and Christian Fourier. I have a neighbor who has a generator, like a gas job, and it comes on once a month. Like the same day, same time, it runs for like an hour to make sure it's still working, whatever. And I was like, why do you think he does that? Why not just wait until the power goes out and then see if the generator works? Well, because you want to make sure it's ready for when you need it and prove that it's ready for when you need it. Right. Mac hasn't necessarily done that. And maybe he never will. 
Maybe they'll win 14. Yeah, we've we've talked about that. It's possible. I don't think it is. No. Well, less, even less than thinking they can win 14 games in a row is that they can win 14 games in a row on their terms, playing from ahead, running the ball. Trailing for whatever it's been, like three times in the last six games. Winning the turnover differential every time. Like, Mac doesn't throw more picks than the opposing quarterback. Like, yes, I find that borderline impossible to believe. That will be... Talk about Fred Kirsch firing up the old three games to glory, and that should be 14 games to glory, the the remarkable tale of the 2021 Mac Jones Patriots if they do that. I just – and, again, I go back to – so everybody loves Julian Edelman. He said the same damn thing. He wants to see Mac face some adversity, the test, tough test, because he knows better than anybody. I mean, he built a career essentially on sort of – dealing with adversity, answering the call at, at those times. Like, he knows. Well, even just think about all those Patriots runs in the playoffs that they've had to win Super Bowls. They had a t- at least one game in those playoff runs that they had to come from behind and had adversity to face within games. Like, it just happens in the postseason. That's what makes good teams good teams is they overcome those things. It, it, you're facing other good teams. It's going to happen. In fact, basically those teams – you may have to do it against them. Yeah. Titans, Ravens, Chiefs. I know the Ravens, we'll see where they end up with Lamar and everything. But the Chiefs, there's a very legitimate chance you're going to have to go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, come back against the Chiefs, whatever. The Titans, who put an end to Tom Brady, backed up on his own goal line in a playoff game, trying to extend his career and his playoff life, couldn't do it because that wasn't a good enough team, right? Mm -hmm. They weren't good enough. So – and the Ravens, I mean, down double scores, having to go to, I'm eligible, I'm eligible, he's not eligible, or double pass, double pass. Like, in all likelihood, one of those three teams will be the one that puts you in the position that Mac Jones is going to have to prove something, that this team is going to have to do what it really hasn't done yet. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back. What's our podcast schedule going to be this week? How the hell should I know? I barely know what day it is. Uh, maybe stick to our Thursday. Stick to our Thursday. People can listen fast or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We're one of the most popular podcasts at Odyssey, so we'll do whatever the hell we want and people will listen either way. Yeah, probably probably Thursday. We'll stick to our, our weekly schedule. I know it's with the game early, but you're right. People can listen also, thir- Thursday afternoon. Could depend on exactly the schedule the Patriots throw yeah, at that's us true. in terms of access and COVID testing and the various hoops we have to jump through with a Saturday game. But yeah, I... For planning purposes, I think we probably stick to our uh, our Thursday. All right. Hope you had an enjoyable bye weekend. Enjoyed some football. And then uh, get ready for Saturday night against the Colts. It should be a tough, tough game, which I think will be interesting and fun. Peace out. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.